Hey, where are you going that you're in such a rush? The library. Oh, wow. I didn't know that you were into books. That's great. What book are you going to pick when you get there? Hmm, my all-time favorite, The Book of Riddles. Oh, that big book, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that you love riddles. Which one is your favorite riddle? Oh, I don't have one. I don't actually read the book. I only use it to cover me while I sleep. The librarian is so strict, you know. Hello everyone, welcome to Banana Key Podcast. Last week, I interviewed a Filipino book author, so it totally made sense that today's episode would be about dun, 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 books. books. Okay, obviously books, right? Otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> movies, huh? What's the connect? Cars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So first of all, do Filipinos like to read books? I don't know. That's what we're going to answer, right? So before I answer that question, though, I'd like to talk about one of my culture shock moments when I first moved from Philippines to Singapore back in 2008. So the smartphone at the time was not yet ubiquitous. That would happen in two more years. At the time, whenever I got on the MRT or a bus, I was surprised to see so many people with their noses buried in a book. So this was not something I witnessed in the Philippines, for sure, Maybe, first of all, because it was more difficult to read in our public transportations, right? Like, they were more crowded and the roads were very bumpy. So, you know, you would get a headache if you tried to get dizzy. Like, oh, which page am I now, right? Can you imagine in a crowded MRT reading yeah. a book? <laughs> yeah, true. So maybe that's not a fair comparison. But even in non-public mm. transportation areas, right? Like, for example, libraries or cafes, or whatever, there were less people who read books in the Philippines. Yeah, I agree. So because of this, I'm inclined to think that the answer is no, most Filipinos do not like to read books. And no, I'm not the only one who thinks so, because according to TatlerAsia.com, there seems to be a general consensus among the literati in the Philippines, and it's that Filipinos, as a general population, do not seem to be very interested in reading. Yeah, that may sound so surprising, but, you know, statistics don't lie. <laughs> mm-hmm. The numbers don't lie. And there's this article from Philstar uh, that mentions Philippines is the lowest in reading comprehension among 79 countries. Oh, my gosh. The key word there is lowest. Oh, no. We are lowest. Yeah. So among 79 participating countries and economies, the Philippines scored the lowest, according to this 2018 Program for International Student Assessment, or PISA. So we got PISA (laughs) by the PISA test. So reading was the main subject in the assessment. And among the 15-year-old students in the survey, the Philippines had an average reading score of 340, more than 200 points below China, and more than 100 points less than the OECD average of 487. So we are even below average. Oh my God, that's sad. That's yeah. very sad, yes. Mm. But that's surprising, right? Because most people would think that Philippines has a high literacy rate. Is that right? Yeah, you're right. I think it's quite different, right? I think for Filipinos, we are already satisfied by just knowing how to read and write, but not necessarily appreciating the written form, right? Like Once we learn how to read, 
it seems like we stop there. We no longer kind of read casually. Mm. We are not interested in picking up a book from the bookstore and reading it. Why don't Filipinos like to read books? So let's start from the beginning. So I think it starts from our childhood. So we've mentioned in previous episodes that it's not really a thing for parents to read bedtime stories to their children in the Philippines. Mm. So because of that, it didn't become a habit that was cultivated in us from a young age, right? Yeah, usually as children, we tend to follow or mimic our parents, right? And if our parents didn't have the hobby of mm. reading, then probably chances are we won't have. And probably because as well that our parents preferred other forms of media, mm. Like, I would see my mom listening to radio while she was uh, washing the clothes. Mm. It's so difficult to read and wash uh, yeah. <laughs> or read and clean or read and cook food. But it's That's easy true. to kind of watch the TV while doing something. Ah, and okay. if it's entertainment that parents are looking for, books wouldn't be the mm. first choice. It would be the very bottom, right? And given the limited number of time that they have, they probably stuck to watching TV, yeah. primetime shows like Wow Wow We. Yeah, that's actually a good point. Yeah, they were very busy with other things. So they didn't really have time to read because they needed mm. to be able to do two things at the same time, right? And aside mm. from that, books were expensive. Um, according to that same article that I mentioned earlier from Tatler, right? They said that reading in the Philippines is an expensive hobby. Libraries are not as widely accessible as they are in other countries. Not only mm. that, but close to 20% of people in the Philippines also live below the poverty line, which means that around 17 million people have difficulty accessing basic necessities, much less books. So our parents were not mm. only time poor, they were also poor, poor, right? So mm. <laughs> they, they could not afford right. books. So in a 2017 survey commissioned by the National Book Development Board, most Filipinos said they are only willing to spend around 199 pesos or less on a printed book. Mm. A far cry from the current prices of the humble paperback which can cost upwards of 500 pesos. So, yeah. We can't even afford a paperback then can you imagine those, you know, first edition ones? We really cannot really like suntok sabuan mm. for most people, right? Yeah. We, I've never heard of an antique collector in the Philippines buying in an auction an expensive book. Mm. I, I, I read, I, I forgot when, but Bill Gates bought the diary of uh, Leonardo da Vinci Ooh. for a ridiculous amount. I think it was like 30 million or wow. so. Wow. I mean, he can afford it, but still, I've never heard of the richest man in, in the Philippines, say Lushutan, buying the diary of Dr. Jose Rizal for 30 million pesos. I've never heard of that. Yeah, if they did that, it doesn't even make it to the news because probably mm. the the newspaper people think nobody's going to be interested in that kind of information <laughs> in the Philippines, exactly. right? So that actually speaks to the culture, the reading culture, or lack mm. thereof in the Philippines. But you don't have to buy books, right? Don't we have public libraries in the Philippines? I remember... We, we do have some in Cebu, but they're very quiet and the book selection that you get are not really that wide. Yeah. It's probably those very old books nobody reads. In my hometown, I don't remember if there was a public library. Mm. The library I went to was in my school. In fact, I remember that it was a big deal when I went to Singapore. I was amazed mm. that there was a public library and not just one, like there's... Singapore is such a small country, right? It's like the size of a city. 
but it had so many mm. public libraries. And they were very beautiful as well. Yeah. They were well ornated. Like I remember in Esplanade, it was a very kind of modern, very beautiful library. That was my favorite library, right? It looked very nice and also it had a good view, right? If you looked outside the window, mm. you know, it's uh, water outside and all that. And aside from mm. a lot of books, they also had a lot of DVDs that you could borrow as well. <laughs> Right? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so it mm-hmm. was like that means it was well stocked. It's nothing like Philippine libraries. And you know, in Singapore, if you're a citizen or a PR, the library card is free. But if you are a mm. foreigner like myself, I think you had to pay was it fifty Singapore dollars? But it was for the whole year. So which is still not a yeah. bad deal, right? Like if I think you could borrow eight books at a time. But if you don't borrow, if you just go inside and read a book, it's free. Like, you don't have to pay anything. Yeah, yeah. So I think it was very accessible. And also, they had really good selection of books. And if, for example, mm. I remember The Hunger Games, which actually the movie mm. is 10 years now. I just read the news earlier, right before hopping on this call. Mm. And like, oh my God, where did the time go? But anyway, I remember The Hunger Games book, before it became a movie, my friend recommended it to me. So I looked online. They had an online catalog. And then you can find, okay, there's a Hunger Games available for borrowing. But it's in, let's say, Mm. another library in what's a far place. Let's say I'm living in Tampines and then it's in, what's the wood, wood, what do you call that red line? Woodlands. Yeah, Woodlands. So if you don't want to go to Woodlands, then you could order the book to be delivered to the library near you. I think you just mm. had to pay like maybe $1 or something, which is still okay, right? Like mean that means you don't need to waste time and, you know, go on a bus, mm. get lost or whatever. Knowing me, I would probably get mm. lost along the way. So it was very accessible. So that's why probably in Singapore, a lot of people were reading. Whereas in the Philippines, yeah, I, I don't even remember if there was a public library and all that. <laughs> the, the last time I remember going to a library in the Philippines, I think very few people were reading. Most people were sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> and and also, I think the libraries in the schools, people went there to study for their classes, right? It's not because mm. they wanted to actually read for leisure. Mm. There were very few bookworms like me who actually went there because they wanted to read. You know what I mean? So I think it really wasn't a habit that was cultivated. Mm. And then also, I just suddenly remembered something. The author that I interviewed, Eliza, right? She mentioned that... Mm. She doesn't really earn a lot of royalties from her books, which just proves that Filipinos mm. really do not like to spend money on books, right? So that's actually pretty sad, right? Uh, yeah, it's, it's quite hard to be an author as well, right? Because the money that, if you purchase a book, the money don't go to them 100%. No. A big portion of that goes to the publisher, another to logistics, another to the retailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're right, <laughs> it's quite a struggle <laughs> exactly. to earn money from yeah. writing books. And also, I think another reason is education. Like, I noticed that a lot of Westerners on Reddit, they mentioned that they were Mm. forced to read classics like 1984 Mm. or Brave New World. But that wasn't the case for us in the Philippines, right? Our literature classes, we did have them, but we usually just read abridged versions of the stories in our books. Like, we had a big book and... There's a few abridged stories in there, right? Mm. I would tackle them. But then we weren't really reading the whole book. You're right. It's like abridged. So in high school literature, we studied mythology. So it was short stories of each gods and goddesses. It's not really books. But what I don't like about the way we are tasked to read books at school is our examinations. We are tested on a very different way. Mm. It's like very one-dimensional. 
Like I remember reading No Limitangere. Mm-hmm. I didn't enjoy it because <laughs> I'm too concerned to know what Padre Damaso was wearing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why wasn't he like? <laughs> yes. uh, what animal was under the table while they were dining? Like all these silly details, uh-huh. I have to remember. Mm-mm. And then I lost track of what the story is. Mm-mm. The overall theme, right? That's the more yeah, important the part, right? And then you just you're right. You have completely lost track of it because you're concerned mm. about those things like <laughs> comprehension right it should have been a comprehension exam it mm. should have been why was it like this mm. why did this thing happen like mm. chronology of events it should have been like that it's not the details the mundane details mm. that nobody really cares and you will immediately forget right like after mm. studying for the exam after the exam the next day <laughs> nothing is retained anymore Whereas mm. if you had actually enjoyed the book, and then if maybe the teacher was more into asking you questions that force you to introspect, right? Like maybe relate mm. yourself to the character. Um, what's mm. the character's name actually? There was it Isaga. Is there an Isag Ibar? And Chrysostomo Ibarra. See, I don't even. Chrysostomo. <laughs> almost forgot the character's name. Mm. He should have asked you to like put yourself in his shoes. What would you have done mm. in such a situation? That sort of thing. Instead, mm. you're right. You needed to remember what was the color of Maria Clara's skirt and all these things. <laughs> like, what the? <laughs> and I don't even know why I needed to. It's just that we were forced, right? We were mm. forced to remember them, to memorize them, rote learning, because that's how we were tested. We don't, we didn't have a choice. Yeah. Ray and I, we both like reading. So the question is, why? What made us different? Why are we not like the average Filipino? So maybe mm. let's talk about how we fell in love with reading. I suppose, mm. like for me. I think I fell in love with reading because at first I was forced to by circumstances. Mm. Like in elementary school, my classes ended at around 3 p.m., but my mom's work finished at 5. So while waiting for her, I had nowhere to go but the school library. Because back then, if you mm. remember, there was not really a lot of, there were no smartphones. And basically, you needed to entertain yourself. And for some reason, it was the library <laughs> because all my other classmates probably already went home or something. So I went to the library. At first, I read little picture books like fairy tales or abridged versions of classics like The Little Women. But then when I was around Mm. 10 years old, one of my classmates lent me a copy of a Sweet Valley Twins pocketbook. (laughs) And that was the first time I ever finished reading a book without pictures. And after Mm. that, I fell in love with pocketbooks. I couldn't afford to buy books of my own, so I spent so much more time in the library, not just after classes, but, you know, even during recess time or lunch time, because mm. you were not allowed to check out the brand new books because, they, you know, you have yeah. to share that sort of thing, right? Before you get to you, I have a funny story about the library. So I have this friend mm. named AA. When we were young, we both went to the same school and she was also always in the library when I was there. Mm. But she's two years younger than me. So even though we knew each other's name... We were never formally introduced, so we never became friends. Is that the same for you, by the way? Like, you know, you have a small school, you know each other, but you never talk. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> right? Yeah. So There are those moments where probably you've seen that person perform on stage mm-hmm. or maybe during flag ceremony. You know the face, you know who he is, mm. but not 
really. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we were <laughs> we were that. So we only became friends like more than a decade later because we both worked in Singapore. Hmm. One day, she and her sister, Chi, actually her sister was my classmate in high school. So that is why we eventually ah, knew okay. each other. So we were talking about how AA and I are so similar because of the books, right? They were both bookworms. And AA shared that she remembered how I even had a special chair where I always sat and that I always had a book rest. <laughs> you know, the... <laughs> Like, I was laughing when she said, oh my God, yes, I completely forgot about that detail. And then we were laughing, and then I confessed that I once had a favorite book, and it was a giant mm. book of riddles. Ooh. So it was so big and thick that it was too heavy to borrow and bring home. Mm. So what I would do was, at the end of the day, I would hide the book behind some other books on a shelf so that nobody else mm. would be able to borrow it. <laughs> so selfish. <laughs> <laughs> and then, to my surprise, when I said that, AA said, Oh my God, I remember that book. It was color green and really huge, wasn't it? That was also my favorite. Sometimes it would disappear and I'd wonder where it went. <laughs> so it was you who hid it. <laughs> the mystery has been solved. So it's so funny, right? Like, oh my God, like, mm. what are the odds? So after that, like, her sister called us the Riddlers because we both like Riddler. Riddles. <laughs> Riddles. Yeah. So yeah, enough about me. What about you? How did you fall in love with reading? Actually, I didn't start reading casually until, like, we were already working. Oh, wow. So maybe in okay. Singapore. But I remember back in elementary times, we learned how to read but my, my comprehension wasn't that good. Mm -hmm. So my parents bought me picture books, right, of the classics, like Hansel and Gretel and all that. Mm -hmm. So I can read, but I wouldn't understand really the story. So I just created my own story by looking <laughs> at the pictures. Okay, yeah, I think I, I, I know. I, I think I've done that. Yes, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> everybody must have done that, mm -hmm, right? So mm -hmm. that fascination kind of continued on and then, you know, in the Philippines, there are those peddlers. They would sell anything. Sometimes they would sell furniture. Like, they would carry furniture and go door to door. Hey, do you want this furniture? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. There are also those that sell books, like encyclopedias. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That was common before. some of them, they would bring only, like, one letter of the encyclopedia. <laughs> like, oh, I've already sold C, D, E, so what's left is, like, H, like... Why, why why, would I want to buy that? But mm. that peddler was selling kind of an encyclopedia of world geography. Mm. So it's like all the countries in the world and it would tell what, what's the capital, what, what are the people like, what's the geography, what's the main uh, industry, things like that. So my father bought it for me, mm. I mean for us. But I, I was the one who kind of like is very interested in reading it. Oh. So I think that was the first book that kind of not really required in school but i kind of enjoyed but since then i i didn't really read anything other than what's included in the curriculum until we started already working so why did you start reading when you were working i think it's because of a i, I was watching a youtube video and then that video it's an interview type i i don't remember anymore what was that show but at the end of each episode the person would ask hey well, what is your favorite book? I was like, hmm? And then you question if yourself. If that person asks me, <laughs> okay. my, my answer would be, the encyclopedia. I don't know, probably Hansel and Gretel, because that's the only... 
Okay. Book that I've read uh, front to back and not really comprehending it, but but yeah, it kind of struck me that hmm, I don't really have a favorite book. And then, oh, sorry, it wasn't a YouTube video. It's a it's a podcast by Barry Riddles. Okay. Yeah. At the end of each episode, he would ask, "What are your top three, top five favorite books?" And I noticed there was a pattern. Like this book always comes up. It must be good, right? What book is it? And and uh, it was the book by Michael Lewis. I'm not sure if I know uh, this. Big Short, The Big Short. All oh, right, the one that got turned into a movie. It's the story about the 2008 crisis. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. So at that point in time, you know, the crisis was big and all that, and they always referred to Michael Lewis's book. I was like, it must be really good, right? So I got a copy and I enjoyed it. It was mm. fun. It's nonfiction, but you can relate. Like we as mm. finance people, we can relate to whatever was discussed and at least it kind of demystified a lot of things that I didn't really understand before. So I kind of appreciated that. And then since then, I listened to podcasts and if I enjoy the conversation, I would really wait, hey, what is his favorite books? Then mm. I would, again, try reading that. If it's nice. been recommended by a lot of people, then that may, it must be good. But I've also realized that that's not the way to go because books are really different, right? It may be the best book for me, but once you read it, probably your interest probably is not aligned and you wouldn't like it. Yeah, but that's right? fine because the ones you were looking for were topics you were interested in already, right? Probably the topic would be interesting, but there are authors that probably write in a different style. Oh, yes, yeah. Probably the, the sentence structure, the word selection, it's quite tough for me to comprehend. And so I kind of like I lost interest. I see. I got it. Yeah. I mean, because, of course, authors have different voices is what they call them. For me personally, mm. I enjoy, I guess, the same way, right? We enjoy watching shows that are kind of funny. So I think for books, mm. I would imagine you would like authors with a young voice. I think it's what they call them, you know, witty mm. and it's not yes. dull. So, yeah, you're right. There are books that are just like, Okay, this is not, I'm not interested in this because of you're right, the way they write. And it really speaks to different people. So, yeah, mm. different people just like different books. Yeah. That's why, as well, I don't like national bookstores sometimes because they would cover the books uh, that they are selling. You can't actually peek through the pages <laughs> in advance. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if they still do that. I don't know. Um, I know Power Books allows you to open the book. I mean, before, mm. like I remember, um, I would read in Power Books because I don't mm. know if there was a library in Manila. See, here you go. I, I was there a library in Luzon or Metro Manila. Maybe yeah, there was, but for sure. Yeah. I am not sure where it it was because I never mm. went there. So I was always just going to Power Books. I would, you know, look at the first few pages, sample it, right? Like, okay, mm. what does the first chapter look like? Can I get mm. into this person's way of writing? And then there have been many times wherein I was just flipping through. Oh, I'm just waiting for my friend to finish doing something. Back then, there was no smartphone, right? So mm. if you're waiting for someone, you're like, okay, I don't have anything to do because you only have a Nokia cell phone. There's really nothing to do there unless you keep scrolling through your text messages or whatever. So usually mm. would go into a bookstore, maybe read a few pages just to while away the time. And the next thing you know, oh my God, this is interesting. I can't put this down. And then I'm buying the <laughs> book already, that sort of thing. So yeah. Probably a store clerk <laughs> would approach you. Hey, you've been here two hours. You already have the book. <laughs> <laughs> you need to pay. 
<laughs> but yeah, I think buy. yeah. So that's a good thing about power books. I don't know if they're still around. I hope they are. And mm-hmm. yeah, but but yeah, you're right. I think National Bookstore. Yeah, they were not really like that. But I think mm. maybe Power Books was confident in doing that because maybe they had a different demographic, like they were in Makati mm. and people were not really as destitute there or something, you know what I mean? So they were fine. Mm. They they felt that if they gave the people a chance to sample, you know, like me, that the person would end up buying the book, that sort of thing. I don't recall being in a Power Books. Where was Power Books? Was it in the... Greenbelt. Uh, oh, Greenbelt, okay. There was one in Greenbelt. Is it two? Or I don't know the one that connects the bridge from Landmark to Greenbelt. I can't remember which ah, Greenbelt that is. Yeah. So that's the I think one. I remember now. So what kinds of books or genres do you like then? So I mostly like nonfiction. So I did try fiction books before, like the Dan Brown series. Mm. I also read the Robert Ludlum. What was that? The yeah. Born Born series. Born. Oh, the Born Identity. Born. Okay. Yeah, but then, I don't know, if I compare books and movies, sorry, but I prefer the movies. Mm. Probably because if it's entertainment, I still kind of, the, the sounds, the, the music, mm. everything, the, the entire package just screams, I don't know, better for me. And sometimes I get confused, right? Because the details in the books probably are not very similar with the movies. Mm. And now I get confused, like, huh? Why? Like, huh? <laughs> I, now I, I kind of like combine what I know with what I'm seeing and it, and it gets confusing. So kind of shied away from fiction. And I recently I really like biographies for some reason. Mm, so one good, of the actually. first biographies I read was uh, Steve Jobs. By Isaacson, right? Yeah, Isaacson. And the yeah, I love that what's book, that? Yeah. Amazon guy. Jeff Bezos. Oh, yeah. I think you mentioned. Mm. Yeah, I haven't read that. And, and so far, I, I really I, I really find them interesting. And right now, I'm reading um, Elon Musk. Yeah, I think last time you mentioned that you're reading that. So until now, you're not yet done reading the book. Not yet done. So <laughs> okay. I'm actually taking uh, was that Japanese language proficiency exam sometime soon. So Okay, okay. So now I'm, I'm reading Japanese books. It's quite interesting to kind of not really read books from cover to cover and jump from one book to another it, it gets confusing but to me it kind of makes it more exciting and because that's probably because i don't want to suffer like if it's dragging like mm. i'm no longer enjoying a book i just close it and forget about it Mm-mm. like yeah. if it's not enjoyable what's the point yeah that, yeah that's mm. a good point yes it's just like you're going to school again and Mm. <laughs> and trying to read no Metangere. And then sometimes, right? Something rekindles that interest. Ah, like, yeah. I probably would see a video of Elon Musk. No, you know what? I haven't really <laughs> finished that. <laughs> mm. Why do I get back to that? So Okay. Yeah. So I think we're the opposite because I love fiction books more than nonfiction. I don't I do read nonfiction if they're mm. interesting enough. But yeah, mm. I usually love like chick lit mysteries and fantasy so as you said you like movies or tv shows more than books right for me it well most of the time i like the books more Mm. yeah which is weird but i think bookworms tend to be like that for example harry potter i watched movie one i guess didn't really impress me or anything Mm. and then like i think years later a friend lent me a Harry Potter book because before I, I said I couldn't afford buying my own books, mm. right? And I think our library didn't have them for some reason. So even though it released in like, 
when I was in high school or something. But then I only read it when I was already working. So my friend mm-hmm. lent me the book. And I fell in love with it. It was one thick book and then I read it all in one night. And then I went to her house and the next day I said, can I borrow the next one? <laughs> <laughs> and I did that. Like I read one book a night. And at that time, there were just five books. Yeah, I read all five books in one week. Like I think the last one is very thick. So I ended up sleeping at 3 a.m. And I had work the next day. Wow. I was so engrossed. <laughs> I was not engrossed. <laughs> So I tend to be like that. I think I like books more because it engages my imagination. Mm, so for you, right, you true. want to see the whatever. For me, I want to imagine it myself. And also mm. books tend to be more detailed, right? Like obviously mm. you cannot take a very thick book and condense it into a two-hour movie, right? There's a mm. lot of things that get missed out, like narration, mm. explanations, and what the character was thinking and all that. So I guess I enjoy that. I don't know mm. why, but that's that's me. So that's why we're opposites in that in that regard. Mm. I like what you mentioned about imagination, right? Because sometimes, say, in the example of Harry Potter, right? You read Harry, and mm. then you imagine him to be this boy. Mm. But then you watch the movie. Eh? That's not the Harry Potter <laughs> I know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> probably the different accent. Like, probably, mm-hmm. oh, he's too British English than in my imagination. So it's like... Getting to know Harry Potter once again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then the thing is, though, even though I used to be a bookworm, right? It's sad that recently, I don't know how, maybe the past five years or so, it's been difficult for me to actually read books. Hmm. Well, Filipinos already don't like to read books, right? But then it's Mm. going to be even harder for them now to adapt it as a habit now that the book as a media is a dying art, right? Because uh, our attention span has been stolen. So actually, this is a segue, but there is a great article and study about it on theguardian.com. Let me read this to you because I found this fascinating Mm. and it explained a lot of things. See, it mentions a small study of college students found they now only focus on any one task for 65 seconds. A different study of office workers found they only focus on average for three minutes. (laughs) This isn't happening because we all individually became weak-willed. Your focus didn't collapse. It was stolen. So there's an explanation. Professor Earl Miller, a neuroscientist at Massachusetts Institute of Technology, explains your brain can only produce one or two thoughts in your conscious mind at once. That's it. We are very, very single-minded. We have very limited cognitive capacity. But we have fallen for an enormous delusion. The average teenager now believes they can follow six forms of media at the same time. When neuroscientists studied this, they found that when people believe they are doing several things at once, they're actually juggling. They're switching back and forth. They don't notice a switching because their brain sort of papers it over to give a seamless experience of consciousness. But what they're actually doing is switching and reconfiguring their brain moment to moment, task to task. And that comes with a cost. Imagine, say, you are doing your tax return and you receive a text and you look at it. It's only a glance taking three seconds and then you go back to your tax return. In that moment, your brain has to reconfigure when it goes from one task to another, he said. Hmm. You have to remember what you were doing before and you have to remember what you thought about it. When this happens, the evidence shows that your performance drops. You're slower. 
all as a result of the switching. So this explains why we have terrible attention spans now, right? Like you're used to so-called multitasking, even though you're being terrible at all of this, right? It's like a jack of trades, master of none kind of thing. So in the past, you don't have a choice. You read the book, you just focus on the book, right? Because you don't have a smartphone that is constantly having notifications and whatever. But because of that, in the past decade or so, we have been rewired. Even though you're not, there's no sound, you're just, you just want to check your phone all the time, that kind mm. of thing. So that is why it's difficult to focus on reading books now. You're right. So one simple notification from your phone, you, even though you glance at it, you're reading again, but your mind is still on that notification. Mm, exactly. That's the truth. And then you're should wondering, okay. Should I not? Mm. You know what? Just open it and forget about the <laughs> but book. But then even now. after you open it and then let's say you reply and then you're back mm. in the book, but then you're okay. Is he going to reply? Is he going to reply? So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you have FOMO. Are you missing out mm. on something? What's going on on Instagram, on Twitter, like whatever, you know? So yeah, that's the problem. Mm. But technology also kind of adapts to that, right? Mm -mm. Like there are a lot of now newer media mm -mm. that would somehow replace books, like ebooks, for example. Mm. Like Amazon has introduced the Kindle. Yes, I have one, yeah. It, it has made reading a lot more convenient. So one of the drawbacks of reading a book is if you're in a subway, it gets dark if you're through a <laughs> tunnel. So it's kind of difficult, right? Mm. But with the Kindle... Not the old Kindle, because that mm. one doesn't have <laughs> yeah, <a> no. <laughs> backlight. The, the newer one, what was that? The paper, the new paper white. I think mine is not a paper white, but I think it mm. still has a bit more light compared to the old Kindle. You're mm. right. The old Kindle, you needed a flashlight as well or yes. a pen light. You're right. That's a good thing, though. Because now, I can have the Book of Riddles in a Kindle, mm. right? That means I can yes. carry it around. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to yes. hide it from everybody else. <laughs> I don't want to promote it, but there are a lot of people as well who kind of share illegally oh, um, yeah. copies of books. So if cost is your problem, then there's a solution to that. But in mm. no way am I promoting <laughs> piracy. <laughs> piracy, please support mm. your authors. If it's somebody you like, please purchase the book mm. and do it legally so that we compensate the author and aside mm. from ebooks oh, before we go outside of ebooks mm. uh, i remember you know traveling long distance say country to oh my god do you miss traveling like flying i miss traveling actually yeah, you see? yeah. we should talk about uh, that um, you know in one mm. of the next episodes bringing a book is kind of bulky right you, mm. you want to travel as light as possible so instead mm -hmm. of carrying maybe three books one Kindle would kind of solve that problem. Yeah, and even if you don't have a Kindle, there is a Kindle app. Ah, yeah. So if you really don't want to have a Kindle, right, you can read mm, on yours. No. But I wouldn't recommend it because of the glare of the well. of the phone. And the phone is so tiny. So the mm. Kindle, um, it has an e-ink, it's called. Mm. So that means it mimics the look of, uh, of the ink on an actual paper book. So mm. it's actually amazing. It's very crisp. And I but remember the I first time I saw that, I was amazed. Like, oh my God, that really looks like paper. <laughs> Did you smell it? No, not <laughs> like, no. <laughs> But yeah, no, my yeah, yeah. only concern with downloading the Kindle, because I did that before. I downloaded it, but it doesn't really help because you will receive notifications. Oh, yes, yeah. You're looking at your phone. It drains your battery. It, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a good so, point because the Kindle, it could last maybe up to two weeks 
without yeah, charging. Weeks. So if you're traveling, yeah. then it's perfect. And it's actually mm. very thin as well. So it's easy mm. to pack. You're right. And the newer models are now waterproof. Oh, are they? Okay, I think I'm not yeah. sure if mine is. So you can bring it in a bathtub with care. I mean, with ease. Oh, yeah. True. No need okay. to worry about dropping it off. But what I want to segue to is <laughs> okay. audiobooks. Mm-mm. Right? Yeah. Like for me, I remember better if I see it or hear it. And ah. I, I did listen to um, The Hobbit audiobook. And it was very fun. Because they mm. have the music as well, and they were singing the songs as well, so it's really enjoyable. Yeah, I think um, it's on Amazon as well. They have Audible. Yeah, Audible. I think there are other platforms. I think before I was, I don't know how many years ago, I can't remember. Uh, because Audible for me at the time felt very expensive, so I didn't use it. I can't remember what I used, High Books or something like that. Mm. Before, during that time, I think they changed their model. You could just like pay let's say, a fixed fee for a month, and then you have access to all the books already, which is very good, right? Mm. But Amazon's one, right? You need to pay per book. You have to subscribe. I think, is it 14 US dollars a month or something? And then you have one free credit. But what if you Mm. want to read more than one book in a month? Then, But here's the thing. If you didn't know, you could actually return any book Mm. that you bought within 365 days. So that's what you should do. But they're not the same though, right? Because yes, you're right. You can still learn things from audiobooks. Mm. And you could at least do that. Like your mother who used to do laundry and listen to the radio. You could also do that with audiobooks, right? Uh, Mm. You're doing, you're folding laundry maybe. Because I don't think you're going to need to spend so much time doing the laundry because it's the washing machine who does it. But it's not the same skill set i would think that you are building because reading what what do you learn from reading comprehension spelling oh yeah exactly which Mm. also contributes to writing skill right so they're kind of like hand in hand yeah and in the ielts exam for example Mm. right there are four different exams or sections listening reading writing and speaking and you know if you don't read then you only get 50% of the <laughs> potential score, essentially, because mm. it is it is quite difficult. I have taken the IELTS exam before. You would think, like for me, right? I thought, okay, it should be easy, but especially the listening, I get easily distracted. Yes, I think like, that's the attention span thing. Mm. <laughs> like, hey, what, yes. what happened with the question? Yes, what and your did, mind just flew uh, away for a second and then you don't know anymore, right? Yeah, oh my God. We're so dependent on replay, right? Yes. Like everything is on demand. If you miss something, I'll just hit back 30 seconds. Mm. But in the exam, you cannot. if it's that. already <laughs> been said, that's it. Like, mm. <laughs> Yeah, I also took the IELTS exam and listening was, some, was my struggle because you're right. You cannot afford to even just one second... Mm. your mind flies away or whatever mm. because then you you will lose you don't know what number is this for already you know mm. and it's like how many questions i can't remember let's say there are 40 questions and if you lose track of number 10 then you will lose track That's of it. <laughs> everything <laughs> so luck. annoying so yes and what's more kind of intense is reading comprehension because mm. the time limit is quite short right and you really have to kind of speed read some sections mm. Sometimes what I do is I tend to take a glance on the questions first to see ah, yeah, okay, what type tip. of answers am I looking for. And at least mm. it helps me kind of focus my attention to a certain section. But doing that also is a little bit tricky because some of the passages are 
kind of written in a way that if you don't read everything, mm. you don't really get the right answer. Because ah, sometimes yeah, there yeah. are contradictions. Mm. Or they're oh, tricky. This, yeah. this theory is contradicting that. And if you just read one theory and <laughs> that was your answer, then you're already wrong. Yeah, but that's a good tip. You should start with it. That's what I always do. Uh, you start with the questions first, but then you mm. don't just skim. You read everything. Um, Because I'm a yeah. speed reader. Actually, that's the thing. In IELTS, I think I've taken it twice. I was always perfect in reading comprehension. Wow. Which means because I'm a bookworm, so it pays off, mm. right? <laughs> So I didn't mm. even need to study. I mean, and I didn't really study for IELTS because I always got distracted again with mm. the attention span thing. But the thing is, I already did my studying years ago, right? Because I was reading mm. so much in my childhood. So that's why I was always good in reading. But the writing is also a struggle, right? Because um, yes. it, it's an essay. And then again, as you mentioned, we are not used to that. We are used to like multiple choice and stuff, memorization mm. and all that. But yeah, those two do come hand in hand because if you read something, you actually know how to spell something. Of course, the risk if we're just reading is that you might mm. be like Ted Mosby again with the Chameleon thing, right? You don't know how to <laughs> pronounce <laughs> certain words. But yes, yes. that's why you need to do both. We're not saying mm. just read, right? You should read and then you should also listen to podcasts. Okay, listen, listen. to... <laughs> yes, mm. according to Beyonce's. And watch movies because it helps, right? You put them together, you have context. And that's how you will pass your IELTS exam. But unfortunately, speaking of IELTS, a lot of Filipinos actually have a hard time passing the IELTS yeah. exam, right? Like, mm. even though they study or even though they attend classes where mm. they are taught how to uh, ace the IELTS exam or something, they're still having trouble even getting like, I think six is the passing in most countries or something like that. But mm. yeah, so that means even though we have English as our main medium of education in the Philippines, mm. then it says something about our <laughs> education that the average Filipino actually struggles to pass an IELTS exam, right? That yeah. means our reading comprehension or our English literacy is actually not that good at all. Yeah, so we're just contented with the minimum, which is reading and writing, but not necessarily further developing that skill. Mm, exactly. You know? Yeah, mm. so having fun with learning, that's a problem, I would think. Like, Have you noticed in the Philippines that we had a lot of, I don't know until now, but in the past, right, they would take foreign shows, let's say, Alias. Do you remember that? Mm. And they tagalized yeah. it. So that means they, <laughs> they changed, they dubbed it in Tagalog. The thing is, like, I really hated that. Like, why do you need to do that? Because I enjoyed mm. the English conversation more. Right? Mm. But that means they needed to do that because it was the demand. Probably mm. a lot of Filipinos are not even gonna watch that show if it's just mm. in English because they didn't enjoy English, right? Yeah. I think that's sad. I, w I would understand Marimar because nobody yeah. <laughs> could understand straight just Spanish. Or, or the Mexican. Japanese ones, right? The, or, or Dragon Ball Z, yeah. Yeah, the animes, Princess Sarah. Mm. Wait, was Princess Sarah Japanese? I think it was, right? Or, or you know, whatever mm. it was. Princess okay, maybe. Sarah? That's... That's Camille not Camille Pratt's, right? Pratt's no. That, that cartoon. <laughs> There's an oh, anime. The that was how it started. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, yeah, the Shider, Bioman, there were a lot of Japanese. Mm. I and mean, that's fine, mm. you're right, because nobody in the Philippines understands Japanese. Mm. But the English ones, 
why did we need to translate that, right? That yeah, should have been right. a good opportunity for people to be forced to learn the English language, mm-hmm. right? So that we're not struggling with how to speak English. That's a missed opportunity, I would think. So I think it's very long already. So let's close this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we want to say that books is a dying art, but they do not deserve to die. Because as we mm. said, there are skills you can pick up from it. So how can we get back into reading? So my tip for this is to find something fun to read, which Ray touched on earlier, right? Mm. Like you don't need to read nonfiction or classics only because they're the ones considered highbrow. So like, you know, Ray mm. is into nonfiction, which is good already because most people, like the very intelligent people, they usually, mm. like, oh, you read fiction? And then they look down on you because that's... Why? Yeah, because apparently that's like, you know, it's like jologs or something. So how do you say that? They think that, you know, it's cheap. For example, me, I fell in love with reading because of Sweet Valley Twins books, which Mm. are not exactly great literature, right? It's not like Mm. classics, but it did get me into the habit of reading. I remember at one point, my mom complained to another mom, like overheard them talking that, she said, oh, these books are about crushes and boys. Oh, my God. That's not a good <laughs> example for the little girls like that. And I think she discouraged me from reading them, but I ignored her. <laughs> I'm glad I did because really, if I had obeyed her and just stuck to reading just the Bible or something, I would never have picked up the habit of reading for fun. Mm. Okay, say I'm saying right to religious people out there. I'm not criticizing the Bible. I know the Bible is important and all that, but... Let's be honest, it's just not exciting, right? Mm -hmm. Especially to a teenage girl. So I think if you want to get back into the habit of reading, maybe pick up something interesting, something that you can't put down. Like maybe something, Mm -hmm. it depends on what you like, right? Like for Ray, it's a nonfiction book. For me, probably it would be Harry Potter, right? The Mm -hmm. ones I mentioned earlier, maybe Gone Girl. I remember I finished that in one night also because, you know, you want to know what happens next. So it's a page turner or for Mm -hmm. in Kindle, uh, like a button presser. I don't know, whatever you want it. So, yeah, so find something interesting. Don't tell yourself, oh, I'm, you know, I'm already tita. I should not be reading fluffy, you know, love stories anymore. And then I should read whatever. No, don't do that. Find something nice. Yeah. You'll be surprised, right? There are a lot of classics that are fiction as well, like Moby Dick. Um, Oh, The Little Prince. Like, it's a very thin book. Yeah, I love that. It's 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 one of my favorite books. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I would say expand your horizons as well. Like just because people are reading this book, it's not necessarily it's going to click for you. Like find mm. your own interest, I would say. Yeah, maybe you could start with like, you know, a movie that you liked. And then if it was based on a book, then maybe mm. look for that book. Because that means it's already something you're interested in, right? Like you could yeah. start something like that. Yeah. And there's a website, actually, Goodreads, again, by Amazon. I'm not, I don't have Amazon. <laughs> it's stocks, Amazon but... paying for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I well, wish you I'm were sponsored is, by Amazon, but it, we're not. <laughs> it's a good way to discover books. Like, yes, yeah. If yeah. you put in the books that you've enjoyed, then mm. the algorithm would kind of suggest books for you. So it's mm. one way of discovery, right? And chances are the algorithm's pretty good because mm. it, they have a big database, I so see. they could assess, oh, 99% of people who have read this book enjoyed this book. Mm. Then chances are you would enjoy that too. So kind of Just, like Netflix. If you like this, you might like this. Something like that. Mm, something like that. 
Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that Goodreads did that. And there are also kind of non-algorithmic ways of doing that. Like, go find a book club. Oh, yeah. There are a lot of book clubs out there. You join one, right? Yeah, yeah I have two book clubs. The, the only problem with book club as well is sometimes they would assign a book for that month, for mm-hmm. example. But then it's something that you don't like. Yeah. Like, you, you found it hard to read through. But you will be forced to read it because, hey, we need to share our mm. ideas at the end of the cycle. So, yeah, it's it's a double-edged sword, I mm. would say. But at least find what you're interested in. And, mm. you know, once you find that secret formula, I think you will find reading as a worthwhile hobby to have. Yeah, I would definitely say that I learned a lot mm. from reading. Most of the time, people are surprised. Like, why do you know this expression? That is not a Philippine expression, for example. And the answer is because of the Sweet Valley books, which was based in US, right? So <laughs> I knew a lot of things um, because of that. So yes, find a Sweet Valley. I think Sweet Valley books are no longer around. Or if they are, like, you know, it's very old because it's like 1980s, 90s something. So maybe find the equivalent of that in the current scenario. Actually, the, the children, <laughs> well, not they're not children anymore, but... Children during that time were lucky that Harry Potter came around, right? Because that got mm. a lot of children into reading. So if you're a parent and you don't know what mm. to get your kid into, maybe just look around or, you know, research the internet onto what kids look like. And don't be overly concerned about like, oh, it's not a good example, crushes and boys and whatever. As long as it's not porn, which, yes, Sweet Valley is not porn at all. Like It was always like, you know, just... He's so cute, that sort of thing. There was nothing for my mom to be concerned about there, honestly. So, yeah, don't discourage your kid from reading, right? Because that is Mm -hmm. going to translate into something more in the future. Okay, so cuties, tell us, do you like to read? What are your favorite books? Please recommend some for us to read and we'll feature them on the next... Cutie Minute. Time for our followers. Cutie Minute. Your thoughts in our voice. Cutie Minute. Not really one minute, but we're calling it... Cutie Minute. Alright, so our first cutie commented on episode 78, Fame. So this is Elma358. She said, Bryce suggested that we listen to your podcast while we were getting ready in the morning. So Bryce is Elma's little boy who knows me personally in Mm. Singapore. And Bryce said... Tita Heidi is famous now because she has a podcast. Wow, I know someone famous. <laughs> um, 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 I admire you. So, <laughs> oh my God. Such a sweet innocence. Yeah, so actually, I didn't realize that we're famous, according to Bryce anyway. So, we should be careful because, you know, it might get to our head. <laughs> Yes, yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Elva. The next cutie is Zen Zero Cook. Ooh, cook. She's a cook. So still in the same episode. She says, While listening to the podcast, the first thing that came into my mind was non-fictional characters, such as anime, games, or book characters. When I was young, I always rushed home to watch the anime before the news, but I hate Balitang Bisdak, Cebu local news. It always covers it up. <laughs> They too are famous in their own right and would love to invite them to dinner. Also, I giggled about Shakira that came out of nowhere. <laughs> Left field. Shakira? Did we talk about Shakira? 
Yeah, because you were talking about who you would invite to dinner, right? Before Shakira, <laughs> no, you wanted to invite that podcast guy, that professor. Ah, uh, yeah. And then you mentioned Shakira after him. Like, how? What's the connection? <laughs> <laughs> it's super random. But do you know what she's talking about? About this Palitang Bisdak. You also watch that? Yeah. Uh, so her problem, I experienced that problem because. You, you know, we have our own local versions of news. Mm-hmm. So the national program, so ABS-CBN, for example, in Manila, they have what they're called standard programs, right? Mm-hmm. And anime is one of them. But then in local broadcasting, the local news authorities or their division has the authority to override. Mm-mm. So the, the anime has not <laughs> been, you know, it's not finished, but... <laughs> They already started the broadcast. Yeah, mm. yeah, that also happened so, in Zamboanga. There was a Chavacano TV Patrol, I think. Because the time slot is normally just, let's say, it's only until 4 p.m. But then sometimes mm. it, it would overrun, right? They will cut it off and you don't know what happens in the end. And it's annoying because usually the end yeah. is the one that you want to know what happens. Right? And then you're, you're exactly. like, and the problem was in the past, it's not like now where you could mm. go on YouTube or you could re-watch that mm. episode, right? No, You're like, oh my god, anymore. what happened? I don't know. What happened? <laughs> there's no internet yet, so mm-hmm. I don't know. There's no other source of information. And you know some animation, that five minutes is so crucial yeah. because they usually stretch the story too much. Like say, for example, Slam Dunk. Slam Dunk is this basketball animation. Mm, yeah, yeah. One entire episode is probably just one minute of gameplay. Mm-hmm. So he will attempt to shoot the ball and then he will remember something <laughs> in the past. It's like, so that memory is like 15 minutes, but then in the game only probably five seconds have lapsed. So, <laughs> and towards the end, if you miss that, then there's no point in watching the film because you don't know who won the game. Yeah. What was the point of exactly, that? Exactly. That's the whole point, right? The end actually mm. is important, right? Because it wraps up the story. You you know mm-hmm. who won, who lost, did it end on a cliffhanger or whatever. But then now you don't know. And the problem is there's no internet to search what happened at the end of episode 23, something. You cannot even mm. do that because you didn't have internet. <laughs> and it's not like mm. you had friends in Manila or something that you could call just to ask that, mm. right? Because all your no, friends are in Cebu. Yeah. Long distance is expensive. Your father is gonna spank you if you mm-hmm. need to just call your friend in Manila to ask such a lame question. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I understand the frustration. Yeah. Okay. So, I guess we're lucky or the kids are lucky now that they don't have to go through that, right? Mm, <laughs> yeah. <you're> right. <laughs> and that's it, I think. That's it. Thank you very much for listening. And tune in next week. For now, bye. Yes. Bye.